What's up, everybody? Uh, back with another episode of Front Office U, the podcast. Uh, with Victor and I tonight, we have um, one of our old professors at the University of Wisconsin-La Crosse, uh, Dr. Sam Schmidt. Um, we're super excited to have you on with us tonight, Dr. Schmidt. Um, it's been a while if we ha even have had any um, professors of sport management on before. So we're excited to learn from someone who teaches it for a career. So um, with that being said, obviously we know a little bit about your background, uh, but start us off by telling us kind of how you got into sports and how did you decide that sports was the route you wanted to go with your career? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first off, thank you for having me. Uh, really excited to be here, connect with you all. And uh, I was really excited to see you guys start this project. These are things that students and you know people just getting the industry will definitely uh, see and benefit from and it definitely helps you two both so uh, congrats to you all for starting this uh, but kind of my story is a pretty typical one of you know did high school athletics in Verona Wisconsin and liked sport all his life you know the typical watching sports center and discussing sports 24 7 with his buddies got to college at the University of Wisconsin lacrosse and thought I was going to be a bio major for a little bit. And then sophomore year, I thought I was going to be a nursing major and that didn't pan out. And so, you know, one of my buddies was like, you know, you've got a huge interest in sport. Why don't you check out the sport management program? And so I was like, I don't even know what that is. Looked it up. And sure enough, I said, Hey, this could be something I'm interested in. And so I really just took that and ran with it. Um, one of the big things that I look back on my career and as you know, and probably your followers know that getting experience is such an important part of the sport industry and networking and figuring out what you want to do is such a big part of it. And that was stuff that I essentially did not do in undergrad. I uh, did one volunteer experience for the turkey trot, which was just a 5k where I held up a sign. I did, uh, I worked for the YMCA as a youth sports coach and coaching, um, but not much managerial or management functions there. And then one internship with the loggers where I was the first base camera guy, the lacrosse loggers, the Northwoods league team. And then the following year, my internship to graduate, I was a director of ticket sales. Um, and that was it. So really just four experiences that really didn't give me a lot to kind of put in terms of skills on my resume or in my toolbox of skills, uh, nor kind of the leadership opportunities. And so I was looking around, getting ready to graduate and said, man, I don't, I don't know if I can graduate and get a job. There's a lot of people going to be applying for jobs. I didn't take time to network. I always viewed networking as kind of this sleazy car salesman type approach. And boy, I could not be more wrong on that. And we'll get into that later, of course. But I didn't do my networking. I didn't get my experiences. And so my remedy for that was, all right, I'm going to go to grad school. Uh, I decided to go to graduate school right after college and ended up going to the University of Louisville, um, where I realized then, okay, I have to take this seriously. I have to put kind of my nose to the ground. I got to work my butt off until I can get um, in network and get a position I want. So that was days where I was working for operations and facilities. Uh, I got to see, uh, for a fun fact, I got to see Teddy Bridgewater play one year. And then the next year I got to see Lamar Jackson. So that was a lot of fun. Got to hold the uh, national championship uh, trophy, uh, which is now defunct um, or now taken away from him by the NCAA, of course. Uh, but those are just cool experiences I've had at my time at Louisville. 
and got to understand what networking really was about and really started to create context. And then one of my, uh, I was a graduate assistant and one of my bosses said, you know, you should stick around for the PhD program uh, and do a little bit more research, do a little bit more writing, teaching of it. So I looked into that and you know that when you do a PhD in sport management, you kind of shift your career. Instead of working in sport, I'd be teaching sport. So uh, I decided to do that. That was another three years after my year and a half of uh, my master's. I was still working for Division II College, uh, Bellarmine University at the time, though I guess they're D1 now. And I was doing sports information for them, web streaming for them. And so that was while I was getting my doctorate, graduated from there, and then taught at Wilkes University up in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania for two years. Where on the side, I decided to do a little bit of uh, esport coaching uh, for the game of Hearthstone for Misericordia to kind of give myself more experiences that way, network a little bit better that way. And then um, let's see, March of or t February of 2020, a job at my alma mater opened up, which is something that I always wanted to do. A dream job would be to go teach in the same program I graduated from. I had kept up with my old uh, my old teacher, Dr. Cha Chen Yu. Uh, every semester, I was sending her an email saying her what I was doing, how I was teaching, all that, uh, keeping up my connections at the loggers. And so finally, when I had a chance to interview for this job, I was very confident uh, that I was going to be able to do it. I had the experience at Division three colleges and all that and teaching at Division one college as well and could bring that kind of marketing aspect to the UWL sport management program. And there I am now. So teaching at my alma mater having fine students like you and Victor uh, every single day in class is a, a big joy of mine, but also helping this next generation of sport managers get into the industry. Very cool. Thank you for that. Yeah, that's, it's funny that you say that um, as that's how you got your start. You bounced around from a few different majors like bio and nursing and things like that. And didn't really know what you wanted to do <clears throat> until all of a sudden someone just casually mentioned sport management to you. That was me. I was, and well, at first I came in undeclared, then exercise sports science and things like that. And finally I'm like, I don't want to do this. And all of a sudden someone casually mentioned sport management. I'm like, what is that? And sure enough, I looked into it, sounded pretty cool. And, um, off I went from there. Uh, obviously, our paths are different as now I'm working in uh, professional sports and you are teaching sport management. Um, but yeah, that's very cool. And Victor can take the reins after this uh, because he's the networking genius. But yeah, I realized almost too late that um, the importance of networking, and that's one of the main reasons we started this podcast because um, to help people realize that networking is huge and it is not, as Dr. Schmidt thought it was, sleazy car salesman. It's truly just getting to know people. At the end of the day, it's basically making friends and you learn from your friends. So um, yeah, that's truly eye-opening that you you mentioned that. And um, yeah, it's great that you have, your whole journey has brought you to your dream job at UWL. And uh Victor, if you want to add something, go ahead. Yeah, I think it's, you know, networking is something that we've definitely talked about, um, you know, Clayton and I, as well as, as you, about how important it is in the industry um, as well. And one of the things we want to do with this podcast is get a different variety of different 
people such as, you know, professors, sales, marketing, whatever aspect or whatever area there is in sports that we haven't covered. Um, just because Clayton and I are in sales doesn't mean everyone wants to be in sales 24 seven. Other people want you know, other outlets um, such as social media, uh, graphic design is a huge one that's up and coming now with a lot of teams as well. But I want to kind of retrace back to where you're talking about marketing and how you can market you know, the UWL um, sports management program and everything. I'd be kind of interested in hearing how you've done it so far, um, being you know, relatively new. Um, what are some things that you've marketed towards students to get a little bit more of understanding what the industry and sports could be like? Yeah, absolutely. So if we go back to, I had my interview uh, uh, Valentine's Day of 2020, which was like a week or two before the whole nation shut down from COVID. So as a result, getting the job, my first year was entirely online. My second year, which is now, I'm actually back in class. But one of the big things I did, and this is kind of the, you know, a good tip for when you are applying for jobs in your resume cover letter and you are interviewing for jobs, is that kind of identifying the need of the organization and where you fit that need. And so for me, going into the UW Lacrosse interview, it was, you guys have a need of someone who can market your pro program better to get it so that it is known across the campus, across uh, Wisconsin, and hopefully beyond that. Clayton mentioned how we have a similar path in terms of someone mentioned sport management, and we were like, oh, let's research this and figure this out. My goal is now to get it so that people come to UWL for sport management or know on campus that this is a program that is one of kind of the major ones within ESS as well. So because of that, um, I've decided, okay, you know, I got to do mar uh, marketing of this program and how that looks, what that looks like. So the first step for mine was, you know, we at UW Lacrosse have such a long history of sport management uh, students. We are one of the oldest programs um, around. And so we've got graduates from 1999, which I think is always pretty incredible to think about. And of course, they're all over. We've had hundreds of them now. And I said, you know, as an alumni of our program, I never, we didn't hear from the sport manager program. I wasn't kept in tune with it. So I'm going to do that. So that first year, it was all online, everything, people getting used to Zoom. Well, I'm just going to start shooting out LinkedIn invites to people and saying, hey, you know, I know you're a program, you're an alumni of our program. I'd love to sit down and talk. I talked to the operations guy from the Brewers, operations from the uh, Chicago White Sox, someone who worked for Foot Locker and kind of their uh, activation of their sponsorship, someone who did compliance in Nebraska. And it was just kind of bouncing around and saying, hey, you know, I'd love to connect. Where, what are you doing in your career? How has UWL uh, changed or how, how did it help support you in your career? What do you want out of the UWL program? And a big part of that was me saying, and I joked it with every single one of my, the people I talked to was, I'm not going to ask you for money like the university does of all alumni. I'm not going to ask you for anything right now. What I want to know is how can we as a program better serve you? And I think you can, you know, you can kind of take some, kind of larger themes away from this of me recognizing that within this networking and building this relationship up with alumni, it was, okay, how can we create this kind of mutually beneficial relationship? I, I said, you know, I'd love to tap into alumni and have them come guests speak at classes. 
uh, have them come and offer their expertise, let me know if they have internship opportunities for students. And in return, what can I do to help you and kind of advance your career? So the way we've got, that's how the way that manifested itself now is we created this kind of alumni advisory board. So we've got a core group of alumni that we're going to meet once a year in the spring, talk to them about our program, what can we do to improve it, what uh, students need in terms of skills, and how can we better those skills, what our curriculum looks like, and how we should change that. But then also hosting things like alumni networking nights. So we're not going to invite the students. And we're just going to have alumni and the alumni are going to get a chance to reconnect with faculty, but also then able to connect with other alumni and see where they are and kind of create relationships that way. So that was kind of my first goal was to say we've got this great uh, history of alumni, how can we utilize this to benefit our program and benefit our alumni. And so now it's kind of taking it and saying alright from there what's our next step well next step is adding the social media element to get students across the campus to know who we are, or to get high school students to know who we are. Um, now we've got a TikTok where I like to post memes of Professor Jones and such, um, just for fun and to kind of keep things lighthearted. So it's, it is a kind of coordinated attack. And whether you are kind of starting off within your sport career or established in your sport career, I do think that there is something to a five-year, 10-year plan. And so this first five years, it's okay, we're going to start this alumni, we're going to start alumni outreach, we're going to create this advisory board, hopefully by year five, I shouldn't say hope, hope is a bad strategy. By year five, I'd like to have a alumni student mentorship program. So I can take uh, alumni and say, hey, do you want to be a mentor for a student in our program right now, and connect them and start that relationship that way. So that's kind of been my five-year plan that we've started to help network the program. And a lot of that does include, uh, or I should say to help market the program. And a lot of that has included networking, which I never thought was possible as a professor, but I just reached out to someone from the WIA, the Wisconsin Intercollegiate Athletic Association, who oversees high school governance of sports here in Wisconsin. And I found out one of them went to UW Lacrosse. So I sent him an email and said, hey, you want to come speak in my class. So it really is never ending. And it's not to benefit me per se, it is to kind of benefit my organization and ultimately my students, um, who are the ones that, you know, I, I think could definitely use some more mentorship guidance and just kind of understand the importance of networking and working in the sport field. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think what stands out the most is the fact that a lot of organizations that do sports management just go with like kind of bare minimum. And um, you, of course, coming in this role, you're having a little bit better of a idea of what, um, you know, what to do to propel students in their career, of course, their sports career. Um, which, you know, speaks volumes from the, the start and the beginning as well. Um, and I think it's really important, kind of like what you're saying, is reaching out to people who were alumni um, before. I know we've talked about that before of, you know, trying to reach into that area because that's where a lot of schools find their most success as well. Um, so I, I totally agree with kind of what you're saying with the networking aspect of that. And um, it's awesome to be able to be a, you know, graduate lacrosse and looking back and not having to worry about you know, is it, is the club going to keep on going? You know, what the, the case is there. Um, so it's awesome to, to see that. And I'll let Clayton kind of chime in here too, to kind of talk about his, you know, two cents and everything. Yeah, no, Victor nailed it. 
Um, I think it's amazing. And take notes, everyone. You never stop networking, even after you graduate school and get your job, get your first few jobs. Um, networking always, networking is forever. You never stop building relationships, whether you like it or not. So, um, but with that, one question that I came up with, uh, Dr. Schmidt, that can not only relate to um, how you plan to help SMA succeed and with this um, new alumni board and things like that and your mentorship programs, how did you go about like researching? Like, how did you find all the UWL graduates and things like that? Like you mentioned, you just started shooting off messages, but I mean, uh, I don't think a lot of people really know. How do you go about finding the people to send the messages? Yeah, and actually we're, uh, this is going to be cheating a little bit, but we're beneficial. We're on our sport management page. We actually have a list of our alumni and our program director keeps updating it uh, with new alumni and where they are. So what it, what it took for me then was me sitting on LinkedIn and typing each and every individual name. And I think we have like 200 or so. Um, and that was, that was a long two days of doing that. But uh, to kind of go forward with that, my plan was, okay, I want to create, because LinkedIn is, you know, we see LinkedIn as such a great tool for those in the sport industry. What I wanted to do then was say, okay, let's create a UW lacrosse sport management alumni group so that it once again is only for alumni and I can post, I write uh, semester, each semester I write a newsletter. And so it's only for alumni that I can highlight two students and highlight two alumni and tell them what's going on in the program. I can tell them about cool initiatives like our uh, alumni networking night and the advisory board. So I was going through the list of names, started on LinkedIn and just started a, a group for all of them. And what's also then helpful too, is as I started to talk to them individually through Zoom on that kind of first year when I was just trying to connect with alumni, I actually heard from them and said, hey, you know, I've got somebody I know from my time at the program. Let me, you know, reach out to them and this person and reach out to this individual. And this would be a good person to talk to. And what I really wanted to do was get a wide variety of people that I interviewed just to understand different parts of the sport industry, to identify where our graduates end up. So it wasn't all just operations or it also wasn't all just sales. We had compliance. Uh, we had people from the golf industry, the high school industry, professional, and even those outside of sport. But it really came from their own individual networks and who they went to college with and who they worked with uh, to reach out to. So that was kind of how I ended up reaching out to different people and making different connections. And that's been really successful because when I have things like the alumni night, I can reach out to one person and say, hey, guess what? Uh, you know, Jim's coming over or Jim's coming to the alumni uh, night. Why don't you come over too? Because I know you guys were roommates and good time to connect. So it's been beneficial to have that as well um, within that kind of realm. Perfect. Yeah, that's amazing. Because I know as you were talking, um, Victor helped me out a lot with that. Like, how do you even go about finding people to, to connect with? I mean, everyone always says networking is huge, but okay, where do you start? How do you start networking? How do you find those people? So that's what I was curious how you went about finding it, because I know it's beneficial to um, yeah. a yeah, lot absolutely. of people. Yeah, and I might chime in here for a second. And when I think about those who are students right now or those that are first in the industry, what I like to do in one of my classes is a 10-year career goal. So I ask my students, okay, in 10 years, where do you want to be? 
write that job posting right there? Is it the director of ticket sales for the brewers? Is it uh, assistant athletic director for operations at Purdue? What is it? And so from there, I then say, start backtracking your career. And so for them, then they get an opportunity to see their career. But then I say, hey, the best way to do this is to reach out to the person that you'd like to, that you basically like their job in 10 years, follow them on LinkedIn, connect with them. You know, if you wanted to be the assistant uh, athletic director of operations at Purdue, go find that person on LinkedIn, reach out to them and say, hey, this is a job, you know, I'd love to one day have. And just do an informational interview with them and start to get to know them a little bit and start connecting with them. Do the same thing with the assistant athletic director of operations at Rutgers, at Louisville, at New Mexico State. But find the people, find the jobs that you want and find the people in those jobs and start networking with them. You know, if I, it makes a lot of sense to network with those people because, you know, if I want to go into sales, I want to, I need to know what's going to be in the sales industry, what skills are needed, what people are in the sales industry. Of course, it does, you know, it, it can help to network with people in maybe operations, but be intentional about who you also network with. If you want to be in sales, reach out to the salespeople. They're going to be able to tell you what it's like, what are the good parts of it, what are the not so good parts of it. Um, they'll be able to better prepare you for your career. But, you know, one easy way to do it is just reach out to people whose jobs you want one day and just make a connection with them. Amazing. See, that's why we have on people that teach this stuff for a living, because they have an amazing understanding and uh, a great plan of attack for for people just starting out and probably even people like Victor and I that have started out, but um, ultimately want to reach higher heights and bigger goals. That last question we asked, he really started diving deep into networking and how to start networking. So I guess my next question, Dr. Schmidt, for you would be when in like your college career or grad school did the switch really flip for you that you realized, dang, I need to start networking. Like I want to build my network to further not my own learning and growth, but also my career at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, I had definitely a toxic view towards networking and is a selfish it was you know i hated the idea of me going up to someone and just creating a relationship just so that i could one day get a job and such and so that switch didn't happen to me in college i didn't realize what the benefit of and how to network correctly in college an undergraduate degree in my undergraduate career uh, it really wasn't in grad school either it was when i started my doctoral program and it was more along the lines of getting in contact with my old advisor, Dr. Yu, and saying, you know, this is someone who I admire and want to figure out ways that I can work with this individual, but also learn from them. And let me just keep in contact with them and uh, get to know them a lot. And uh, Dr. Gordon, who's now at Kansas, was the same thing. It was realizing, you know, these people were in my life and provided me a journey, a path to go on and helped me get to that path. And let me just kind of continue to keep up with them. And so that was kind of my networking was just keeping up with the old mentors that I had. And then, you know, throughout my doctoral years, I thought I wasn't going to have to network, but oh boy, was I wrong. I had to network with other professors and such. And it wasn't until I realized probably, it probably wasn't until I realized uh, the importance of networking until it was last year uh, during that time with the alumni which is funny to think about, uh, you know, here I am a professor, been teaching for three years, and it wasn't until uh, my most recent year where we were all online until I really realized 
hey, this is the benefit of networking and here's what networking can, uh, how it can be powerful. And so it was once again, not me just saying, hey, how can I help you out? Or how can you help me get to my point in this career? But it was creating that mutually beneficial relationship. And I used to think that, hey, I could never offer someone in a, uh, a position of power or someone in the job I want one day, anything that why would they want to talk to me? All I'm trying to do is get a job and I can't help them at all. But I realized just the importance of getting to know somebody and asking them questions, getting to know them, saying, hey, you know, I, you know, I never did operations for an MLB team before. Can you let me know what you did for COVID and how you responded to COVID? And the person, the alumni I was talking to was, was very excited to talk about it. And we we're bouncing ideas off of one, each, one another. Just the idea of just talking to someone and, you know, for someone who is a student who uh, is getting to know someone, does an informational interview, I would say that you'd be surprised at how much you can offer by just asking someone their expertise or asking them a question, getting to know them. Even asking someone, you know, if you were to check in with someone once every couple months, you know, one time you say, hi, this is who I am. This is what I want to do. What tips do you have? The next month, you can just say, just keeping you caught up. You said that I should do these uh, things to kind of progress myself in the career. Here's an update on those things. Oh, can you also look at my resume? Maybe the third time you do something else. And so you keep going. So I found that there was a lot of benefit of just, hey, I'm showing that I'm listening to you and kind of hearing what you have and listening to your actual advice to help me in my career. Here are the things I'm actively doing in, with that advice to help my career. Also, here are some other things I'd like to know more from you. So not asking them all these things at once, but kind of breaking it up over time. And so I found that that was just a successful way to network with people and kind of get more familiar with them and get them to, um, you know, kind of loosen up a little bit and have a, you know, make this formal relationship be a little bit more informal so that I can just drop a line in LinkedIn and just say, Hey, you know, this was a really interesting article that I thought was, that would be important to your industry. Um, and so I just had an alumni the other day who uh, turns out works with my uncle and we were joking about that. And that was something that we talked about um, after about three or four months of networking. So it, to be quite honest, Clayton, you guys are much, uh, you and your listeners are probably much better at, uh, this whole networking thing, considering you're doing it now in your careers and not, you know, when you're already uh, well-established in your career uh, and trying to figure it out as you go um, as recently as a year ago. But uh, those are kind of my views and thoughts towards it. And I feel like I'm in a much better place and kind of my relationship with networking and kind of now reaching out to individuals to see, hey, do you want to lend your expertise to my class and come talk to my class? Or, hey, I'd love to know more about this eSport thing you got going at the YMCA or with the rec. I'd love to pick your brain on that and see if I can offer any advice on my end um, to see if we can work together to improve the program and such. Very cool. Yeah, that's, um, that's really good info for, for a lot of people. And don't sell yourself short. You're doing a great job of networking. And no matter when you when you figured it out, um, because obviously you landed a great job at, at UWL and you're doing all you can to uh, to keep furthering the program. Um, but yeah, uh, with that next question that I came up with was, uh, you touched on it a little bit of continuously building the mutually beneficial relationship and we've talked a lot about now um, how to start networking and how to reach out to people, how to find the right people. But where do you go from there? You get the first informational interview. 
what are next steps? When do you reach out? How how much lit? How many weeks or months? Like how do you go about following up and um, really continuing to build that relationship and sometimes friendship even? Oh, I'd love to say there's a formula for it, um, but unfortunately there isn't. There's no universal, right? Uh, I think for us in the kind of college sports world. I think it's nice to have this kind of semester. Uh, so, you know, I'd reach out, oh, once in the fall and maybe once in the spring and say, here's an update on everything I've done. And that was a nice little break for me. Maybe you have uh, within your uh, hockey seasons, you've got kind of the beginning, you've got the end and you recognize those are times that you can check in. I would uh, encourage those that do have a season uh, that has a beginning and end to kind of say, all right, reach out to that person that you see at the beginning of the season and say, hey, what are some things that I could do over this next season to improve my resume? Or now that I'm in year two of this job, what should I be doing to kind of continue to build skills so that I can utilize this for a future career down the road? And so you talk to your mentor there, and then maybe at the end of the season, or maybe even midway through the season, you can, if you do midway, you could give them an update on how you're doing. Or at the end, you say, hey, you know, these are the things that I've done. Here's how my resume has changed. Just wanted to thank you for giving me those opportunities. So I find that if you can find convenient times to reach out to people, it makes a whole lot of sense. Maybe uh, I, one of my, another alumni the other day just reached out to me on LinkedIn and said, hey, I just drove through Louisville. And that was pretty much all he wrote. And so it was just that can, kind of convenient time. Hey, this is a connection I've had with somebody that I've created a relationship with. You know, I, I went to their hometown. I, you know, ate at a restaurant that we've eaten at before. Those are convenient times to kind of drop a line and say, hey, this is what's going on. This is what I've been doing. Convenient time is the beginning of the season, maybe midway, end of the season. Uh, maybe you got a new job, a convenient time. So I always, I say there's not probably a one specific time, not three weeks later or three months later, but kind of finding those convenient times and those times that make sense for you. If you think about people that are in college, you know, that uh, the summers, you know, there's not a whole lot going on for college athletics during the summer. That's kind of the rest and relaxation time. So, you know, maybe you don't need to do it then, but during the season makes a little bit more sense. So I guess that's my kind of take home advice is find those convenient times, whether that is based on a season or um, that is based on kind of a personal connection, find those convenient times and reach out and let people know. I think that's a great, um, cause I, I don't do the best job of, you know, reaching out during those times, such as like the baseball right now is on a freeze. So it's kind of easy just to say like, Hey, what are you, you know, what's your team doing right now to let fans, you know, hope that the season of course starts sooner than later. And so those yeah. are easy, you know, touch points that we kind of have talked about, um, before again on, on this podcast and everything, as well as just figuring out the time and day. I still am not good at, you know, responding to people um, when it comes to if things come out, it's always, I'm always like, oh, I'm too busy or something like that. So I think, like you said, it's really important to be able to send like even a quick message. If they don't respond, at least they saw it, right? So I think that's really important as well as just the, the fact of, you know, networking during the pandemic was so beneficial and the people who did network, as you can tell, saw great success, uh, such as Clayton you with, you know, our, our sports management program, you know, getting to that next stage that ultimately not many people thought we, we could get to, but obviously they picked the right person having you there um, and, you know, propelling that, uh, which has been incredible to, to see being a graduate from UWL. Um, and 
You know, the last question I have, and I think it's really important for our viewers, are, is what are some advice you give people who are just starting you know, to learn about the sports industry as well as seeing a career in the sports industry as a, you know, of course, professor? What could you give them for advice when it comes to you know, experience as well as just some other underlining things that you didn't know until now you're you know, where you're at right now? Well, first off, you and Clayton are pumping up my ego way too much and it's undeserved as you guys are doing way, way a lot. Um, I'm impressed each and every day kind of seeing you guys on LinkedIn and the growth you've made. So kudos to you guys. Uh, so some kind of tips I give, uh, you know, I, I think about, I, I'm fortunate enough to teach a kind of a first year class where I get a lot of first year and sophomores coming in, figuring out what the sport industry is, and then kind of a senior class to cap it off. And so for my first year students, it's start getting experience now. And I know that it's the like most baseline uh, and everybody says it within the sport industry, but it's so true. Figuring out what you do want to do, what you don't want to do, helping your network, building your resume, building skills, every, all that has to just do with getting experience. So that's easily the number one thing. And I tell students that it doesn't start when you're a senior or junior like me. I love using my story as kind of a warning story of hey, look, I didn't do the what I needed to do. I didn't network. I didn't get out there. And as such, I went to grad school and paid an extra $30,000 to get those opportunities when I could have uh, just done that from the get-go. And so from the start, get and figure out what you want to do. It's uncomfortable. You'd rather be hanging out with friends, but uh, you know, dress up to be the mascot one day, dress up to hold the sign at a Thanksgiving five, uh, 5k it's just going to help you and benefit you down the road uh, and so that's kind of taking advantage of the opportunities that are afforded or that are provided for you so that's kind of what I tell them first first year uh, sophomore year I also have them do a resume review the kind of the second week they're in my class so now we can already start thinking about our resume from that first uh, sport management class they take and then I do a resume review at the end of their time with me. So when they're seniors, because I want them to see the change in their resume and I want to see the change in their resume. I want to make sure that they're not graduating with one or two experiences like me, but they're trying to figure out ways that they can fit their experiences on their resume because it's overflowing. So that's kind of, you know, long story short, it's get those experiences. Um, and the second part, one thing I heard from someone uh, when I was a graduate student is utilize being a student. It is the most powerful title that you'll probably ever have unless you become an athletic director or president or CEO one day, but reach out to people that you wanna network with, that you wanna to get to know and just say, hey, I'm a student, I'm doing a project or maybe only for my personal career, I'd love to just talk to you for a half hour or an hour. Everybody knows how to use Zoom now. You can reach out to people on LinkedIn saying you're a student is going to get them to say, hey, you know, I'm willing to help out. I'm willing to provide because they were, you know, the person you're reaching out to was probably a student at one time, had a mentor one time and wants to be a mentor for someone else. So utilize the power of being a student or someone who just graduated and just say, hey, it's my first year, second year uh, in this in the field. I'd like to kind of know where this goes, what I should be doing in the meantime to get where I want to be. Uh, utilize that kind of uh title that you have to reach out to people and get them to, um, and just to get to talk with them and get to know them a little bit better. Because uh, you provide a lot of value. People want to be mentors for people. We want to help see others succeed. Uh, and so they're going to, they're going to be willing to do it. And 
don't finally third point final point is don't be afraid uh i one of the biggest things one of the reasons i hated networking in undergrad besides the salesman thing was i was just afraid to pick up the phone call to pick up the phone to send the email i'd get anxious about it um, oh my god what if they don't respond what if they make fun of me i don't know why they make fun of me but what if they did um, all those things and you'd be surprised at how easy it is to just send an email and you'll get a response and you know that all of a sudden can start that can significantly alter your career and your life so don't be afraid take the time send the email get to know people network get experiences uh, and take advantage of every opportunity you can um because you know you're, it's not always going to be around it's a lot harder after your college career um in some ways and so take advantage of it while you have it great advice thank you dr schmidt <clears throat> I only had the pre the privilege of uh, having Dr. Schmidt for a couple of classes during my senior year. So that is definitely advice I wish I would have been able to hear from him as a freshman or sophomore. Still trying to find my way because, um, yeah, as uh, as we mentioned, our our journeys were fairly similar, like not knowing what to do and starting late to the game and feeling like you have to. <clears throat> excuse me, for Dr. Schmidt, it was go to grad school and then doctorate school. For me, it was, I tried to fit in as many experiences and things uh, during my senior year as possible during a pandemic, which definitely is, is pretty difficult to do. But, um, but yeah, definitely great advice. I echo it as well for all our listeners out there. Um, definitely don't be scared. That's something I also overthought for sure as well. Um, but yeah, and as well as Dr. Schmidt mentioned with the resumes, it, for me at least, it was also a very good indicator of, okay, I have a lot of experience or, oh darn, I don't have any experience. So it really, it really kicks you in the butt. Like, okay, let's start, let's start thinking about this now. Um, yeah. And I, I will say Clayton, uh, I think it's kudos to you for, uh, you know, recognizing it before it was too late and doing all the work you needed to do. Um, to get to where you are now and getting a job right out of college, a good one um, and succeeding in it. Uh, so definitely. And with the resumes, I still, you know, I, I do have an extra for my class. I have, I'll give them extra credit if they go to someone working in the industry and have them review their resume. Cause I review resumes, but I'm only one person have someone in the job you want, have them review your resume. And that's a really easy way to get someone on your side, to listen to the advice, take their advice change, you know, make the suggested changes and go from there. That's kind of a nice, easy icebreaker if you need one to reach out to someone um, doing with that activity as well. Perfect. Yet yet another piece of advice that um, will go a long way for sure. Um, but yeah, thank you again, Dr. Schmidt, for being here with us tonight. Um, like we mentioned earlier, it's always amazing to have someone that teaches sport management for a living to be on and Pick your brain so we really appreciate you being here with us and kind of keeping with the theme of don't be afraid and use linkedin as a tool to network um, reach out to all three of us on linkedin if you want um, dr samuel schmidt me clayton rattle and then uh, last but not least victor anderson and with that thank you again dr schmidt we really appreciate you taking the time to talk with us tonight and uh, if you have any last words or parting words for anyone, um, feel free. But yeah, we appreciate it. 
Excellent. Well, thank you all. Uh, I guess uh, my parting words is a quote I heard is uh, no more today than you did yesterday and lessen the suffering of others. You'll do pretty well in your life. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you.